Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection Podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. stories or regular posts on Instagram, Facebook, if that's better for you. And make sure you tag me on Instagram. I'm at Veronica E. Grant. And on Facebook, I'm just Veronica Grant. But make sure you tag me so that I can see it. And I'm giving away some prizes to people who do tag me and let me know where and how you're listening to the Love Life Connection. And one of the prizes is to get a coaching spot on my podcast. Right now, the coaching spots are only available to my tribe, the Love Action Tribe, my membership community, and the Love Incubator when that is running and uh, no one else. So if you want to get one of these special spots, make sure you let me know on social media how and where you are listening to the Love Life Connection. So thank you so much for doing that because it also spreads the word about this podcast and lets more awesome women just like yourself find us and join this little community. And that being said, one quick request as well, or one more quick request is if you haven't taken a moment to rate or review the Love Life Connection on iTunes, I'd be so grateful if you took literally a second to do that. All you have to do is just keep scrolling down on your phone, on your iTunes, app and you'll see a little um, stars, you'll see five stars or yeah, you'll see five empty stars and then you just click how many stars you want to give. Hopefully five stars, but please um, just share whatever feels good for you. If you have an extra 30 seconds, you can leave a review on the podcast as well. And if so, I'd be so appreciative if the show has just helped you in any way, small way, big way. There's no way too small that it's influenced you and helped you in your life and in your relationships. And I would just be so grateful for that because it does help me to grow the show and get this show into more earbuds of women just like you. Okay, on to today's show. I'm really excited about this call because I just feel like this is so 
this is so rampant, right? This is not just um, Emmanuel being crazy or the only one or the only one who struggles with this question that she's calling in with. I think it's so common, especially for us successful, smart women. We're really, really, really good at the masculine, right? We're really good at doing, doing, doing and thinking, thinking, thinking and applying logic and solving problems. And it's not like any of the stuff is bad. I mean, this is the stuff that you know, gets you moving forward in a forward direction, whether it is in personal life or health or career. However, there has to be a balance, right? There has to be a balance for a lot of reasons. One, because just staying in the masculine and do, do, do can be really exhausting. And also it doesn't really allow you to truly connect because connection comes from the more feminine energy, which is the energy of, of um, emotions. It's the energy of receptivity. It's the energy of creation and really just the energy of being. And I really do believe that you need both. Yes, in relationships, but I would also make the argument that in your career as well. We're not going to talk about how to apply it to your career right now. Maybe that'll be another episode for another day. But we'd certainly need both a level of feminine and masculine energy in our personal lives, especially as it relates to relationships. Now, I'm talking about feminine masculine energy here. However, this call was not, that was not the language in the question that Emmanuel came to me with. What she's struggling with is crushing too hard and feeling uncomfortable with physical touch even if it's someone that she's genuinely interested in. And you'll see how this ties back to feminine masculine energy. But of course, as we unpack this, the route we take to the solution, I put that in air quotes, wasn't the one that was necessarily expected. So as you listen into my coaching call with Emmanuel, I want you to consider, do you tend to crush on someone way too fast and then it consumes all the other areas of your life? And do you look at a guy or potential relationship from rose-colored glasses? And then after you daydream or future trip or think about a guy or a relationship, are you able to bring yourself back to reality? Do you tend to hold yourself back from crushing on someone or being in lust? And do you cringe or is it uncomfortable when someone touches you, even if it's from a guy that you really like, and it's not an issue of boundaries, like you actually want this person to, you know, have a physical relationship with you, but there's just a lot of discomfort there. And what's your relationship like to pleasure? Is guilt attached to your pleasure, like guilty pleasure? And how well are you able to receive from others? So keep these questions in mind as you listen into my call with Emmanuel. Welcome to the show, Emmanuel. How can I help you? Yeah, thanks, Veronica. I'm uh, happy to be here. Um, There is something that came up for me that I'd like to process um, came up this weekend. I am um, going to give a tiny bit of background sure. on the situation and then get to the question real quick. So um, I was uh, working with someone for about a week and at some point started crushing on them. Um, and I had known the person for over a year. And then it's like the moment he started showing some interest in me, uh, things shifted in the dynamic. And it's like I became... I, I, I sense myself becoming interested in a way that kind of surprised me because it was kind of sudden. And um, and then uh, by the time our time together was finished, I was left thinking, 
so um, what happened there, um, just developing attraction for someone real fast. And I was also very much, very resistant of the attention he was giving me and that got me really scared. And so there's like two pieces that uh, are part of my question is, so part A is like, I like to process why I'm crushing on people so fast. <laughs> and then okay. part B is uh, why am I so afraid of seduction? Okay, good. I love this. I love this. So <clears throat> let's start with the first one because I feel like that might be the easier one to work through. But, you know, like always, who knows what will come up. Um, so you're afraid that you're, you're, or you think you're crushing too fast. Well, actually you said, why am I crushing so fast? So I'm assuming you mean like you're crushing too fast. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Okay. Why do you think you're crushing too fast? Well, I'm thinking maybe I'm just so excited that someone shows interest in me and then I'm thinking, oh, like, this is fun. And, and then I start, you know, entertaining some possibilities in my head and I enjoy that. It keeps me kind of entertained, I guess. I would, it's um, a fun thing to occupy my mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what's the problem? Well, the problem is that it becomes, it takes a lot of space mentally. And sometimes it's like I can, I mean, obsess is a big word, <laughs> but I feel like I'm obsessing over these guys that I really don't know that much. And um, the problem is that it shows up. I mean, it affects the rest of my life because there I am like daydreaming about them, thinking about them, but there really isn't that much ground for, you know, actually thinking about, about something serious developing. It's really just these thoughts and stories that I make up in my mind. <laughs> okay. So is it like painting a picture of what's not really there, but what you want to be there? Yeah. Yeah. Something like in the future, like what it could get, you know, what it could become and what, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, let, let's look at this in a diff- few different ways because I mean, what you're describing to me, I mean, is, is lust basically, right? It's, it's just having a crush and then therefore having some lust. Obviously it's not love at that point because love takes longer to develop. Um, and I think when, you know, when we're talking about lust, like it does feel it does kind of feel overwhelming or all consuming. Now, the problem is a lot of times we confuse that with love, which I know isn't your question, but I just want to to mention that just generally. Um, but I, I think what you're describing is less and it does take, you know, we get excited, we get giddy or whatever, and it's natural to want to daydream because that's kind of what humans do. Like we're creators we and we're storytellers. And so it seems like to me, like it's very much within our human DNA to, to do this, especially when we're excited about something. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so I I wonder like at this point, if it's, you know, because I know this is a question that you also brought up in the um, incubator Facebook group. Um, but I wonder if like you spend a lot of time at this point, cause it's been something that's been bothering you for a while. If you're spending time also trying to not feel or to not 
let yourself daydream. And so you spend almost as much time or at least maybe not time wise, but energy wise of trying to suppress this excitement or the lust or the crushing, whatever it is. Is that true or no? Uh, at this time level. Yeah. Okay. Because generally like what we try to suppress or resist or whatever, you know, the saying is what you resist persists. And so I'm wondering like, if you just allow yourself to, to get excited, like if you meet someone that you have a crush on, like that's really exciting. Like you just met someone who's really nice or who's really has a lot of potential. And I think it's good to be excited because if you're not excited about it, then it, it's really hard to take, you know, go to the next level. I think where it becomes more detrimental is when you are operating as if this future situation that you're imagining is going to hop happen, right? So like for me, I used to do this all the time. Like I used to have these crushes on guys or I would be, um, way more interested in a guy that I was dating than he was probably in me. And then I would um, basically put on these rose colored glasses and start imagining like our future and like what our relationship would look like and what he's look like would look like, not like physically, but just like what kind of person he would be. And, and, and the problem is, is that then I was basically expecting that or wanting that in, in reality. Mm-hmm. Just like, but if you're not there, if you're just really excited, then what I would do is I would just set some time for you to daydream. Like if it's your commute to work or when you, if you exercise, like when you run, like that's going to be your daydream time or 20 minutes in the morning to journal in daytime and doodle or something like that. Um, allowing yourself to actually go there and do it, but then, you know, co- more so like you're, you're more so compartmentalizing it. So you're allowing it to happen because it's not a bad thing um, in itself. It only becomes problematic when, you know, your actions are then determined by these fantasies of, or stories that may or may not be true in your head. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does totally make sense. And I, I just saw a lot of myself in what you were describing about how you used to approach crushes <laughs> and, um, I think what what I'm get, what I'm um, learning from what you just shared is um, like enabling the daydreaming to happen, but then not get too attached to a specific result. And exactly. I guess exactly. that's where yeah, that's where I was getting at in my own thinking with this person I met last week. Well, that we spent time together last week. I was like, I think he could be such a great friend. Also, you know. So there's obviously very different outcomes that could happen out of this situation. And it might be that being friends is actually a lot better because we live super far away. So, um, well, I wouldn't necessarily intellectualize it because now you're going down the intellectualizing train. And, um, I don't think you need to do that because then again, you're still, it's still a form of future tripping of saying, well, we can't do this, or this would probably be better just because of these like logistical things. And I think that if the emotions and feelings are there in the long term, then like you'll figure out a way or both of you will figure out a way. So I think you're going to waste a lot of energy going down that path. I would be more concerned with just being like, okay, you're going to daydream like during this allotted period or time or whatever during the day. Um, and And then aside from that, you're just completely not attached. Like whatever happens, happens, whatever, you know, if you are feeling more than friends, that's, that's fine. You can then make, 
choices and decisions based on that. If you're not, then you can make decisions and choices based on that. But just allowing yourself to be really present without, because, you know, future tripping isn't just like future tripping and like imagining what the future is going to look like in terms of like getting married or whatever. But future tripping is also, well, it wouldn't work out because he lives too far away. It's still the same, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just let yourself be excited, oh, right. you know, even if it only ends up being friends or nothing at all, like let yourself be excited. Cause remember you can't suppress one emotion. We don't, we don't get to pick and choose which emotion yeah. we suppress. Once you start suppressing, yeah. like, I mean, a lot of times it's more of like, we're suppressing the sadness or frustration or things like that, or anxiety. We don't want to feel it cause it's uncomfortable. Um, but you end up suppressing the good feelings, like, or no, I shouldn't say the good, but the more desirable feelings like joy and happiness and peace and calm, all that kind of stuff. But it's the same thing. If you're trying to suppress your excitement, then you're going to be suppressing all the other emotions that come along with that. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Cause I, I think I'm going to be trying to suppress like the lust and, and the crush and the excitement and still keep the, like, just the joy of having like this great connection with someone, but it doesn't work that way. Like if the lust is there, then it's there. Like, I mean, it's not like I can pretend that it's not there. Right. And like for us, you know, smart and vicious women who are, you know, can just, we know how to move forward and career and pretty much other area of our life. We want to try to use the same logic and rationality and love, but like sometimes you just don't get that choice. Right. Like I've said plenty of times, like I never thought I'd end up with someone like Stevie. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had in my head, like I would be with someone who's like a social activist, like I was, and like was in that whole world and political world, but he's like an engineer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so we just have to let go of our expectations of how we feel and just allow ourselves to really be in present time and whatever come, whatever is true in that present moment, then you can make decisions based on that, but trying to make decisions based on, what may or may not happen in the future is just a recipe for feeling like you're a crazy person. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's great. You're not a crazy person, but you could definitely feel like that <laughs> if you're trying to make decisions based on theoretical circumstances. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So tell me your, your second part of this question. Okay, so the the second part was, um, so it's still with this one situation, but it happened like a lot. So it seems to be this recurring thing for me where Mm -hmm. like, um, so the guy in question, like, um, I mean, showed me some interest, like blew me a kiss, you know, like asked when I was around and, and so on. And then I got just really scared because he's, I mean, in his case, He's like this tango dancer, so he's like super like sensual and you know, like there there's something that made me super uncomfortable. I was like, you know, like would I don't know, what would be what would it be like to try to you know, to be in that seduction thing with him and then I got really scared. <clears throat> okay. And so you're okay, let me because it, there's a couple of things going on here. It could just be that like it was an uncomfortable situation. Right? Yeah, well, it was surprising. It was kind of unexpected. Like I didn't think this interest, I, I didn't think he had interest in me. So I was definitely surprised, but not okay. uncomfortable. Okay. Just kind okay. of surprised and then scared. Yes. 
Okay, okay. So he didn't do anything. His actions... Now, he might have made you feel a little afraid or uncomfortable just because of your own stuff, but he didn't make you feel uncomfortable based on any particular things. Like, he wasn't, like, crossing any boundaries. Is that is that true? No. That's true? Yeah. Okay, okay. So what's the fear? Like, what's... I know the fear is of being seduced, getting attention, but what's the fear behind that? That's such a good question. Um, I think there's just something about like just the fear of like you know like showing up and being vulnerable with someone and like having having someone touch me like physically and like emotionally it's like I have a reaction to that when I think about it like oh god you know, am I ready for this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Even a tango, like he was like tangoing with someone else on the team. And I was like, I hope he doesn't ask me to tango. I would like not enjoy that at all. Cause it's just such a seductive thing. And I'm like, I don't want to go there. Um, you know, and, and I, I kind of like the guy, so I don't know what's up with that. Like, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so is it more of like, the fear of just being touched and like being intimate in that way? Or is it more of like that that might lead to emotional intimacy that feels scary? I think I'm, it's more the physical aspect. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, I don't know. It just makes me cringe. Like it's, it's hard to explain. Like it's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's like a somatic response. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about your relationship to pleasure. We've talked about this before. I'm yes. getting <laughs> right now. Okay. Tell me how pleasure is going. So pleasure is um yeah it's 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 um oh and i don't mean sexual pleasure i mean yeah it falls in under that category but i just mean general pleasure like food touch yeah so um i haven't really tried it so much um because we did talk about this in the incubator and then um yeah, I just got so carried away with work. And I mean, it's something that I could totally put off forever, you know, like. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, we could all, we could all <laughs> put know? the things that scare us off forever. We could always come up with an excuse. That's that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, with, with food, it's like I can find. Yeah, I mean, there is lots of pleasure to be had. And I've definitely had some. Um, but then sometimes like. You know, I just kind of guilt trip for, you know, enjoying my food so much and like thinking that I should probably be eating other things that are. Right, but that's not real pleasure. That's not real pleasure. What do you mean? Well, if you're enjoying it, well, I should say this. If you're eating a piece of chocolate cake and calling it like guilty pleasure, right? Like that's a common thing in the food eating world. 
Um, the problem with that word is the word guilty or that phrase of the word guilty, right? Because why can't a piece of chocolate cake just give you an immense amount of pleasure, right? It really can be a full sensory experience. You can, I mean, see the chocolate cake and you can smell it and you can taste it and you can feel what it feels like in your mouth and as it's going down your throat. And um, maybe, maybe like if there's, I don't know, there's probably not a crunch, but maybe there's something you can hear um, even as you're eating the cake and really just allowing yourself to enjoy that with no guilt, no like, oh shit, I should be eating a kale salad or a green smoothie or whatever, but just enjoying it because you're human and we have pleasure receptors. And so therefore like, it's fine to have experience pleasure, right? That's very different because then if you have like this idea of like the only time I can feel pleasure, if there's this thing of guilt attached to it, then it's not a really big surprise that if someone comes to grab your hand or gives you a kiss or puts his arm around your shoulder or rubs your back or whatever it is, that there's also going to be this hint of like, Oh, like, I don't know. Like, is this, is this normal? Is this right? Like this feels good, but I don't know how to handle that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the same, same thing. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. A lot of women who struggle with physical intimacy also struggle with food. Now it's Mm. like, it's not like synonymous, but there's definitely like a Venn diagram here going on for sure. And, and also the common denominator there is, is the body, which is something that I've talked about here on the show before. Um, But it's also the body and feeling um, uh, feeling that pleasure in the body and being okay with that. Because again, like if you've struggled with food or body image, then food and, and excuse me, food and body have really become like the enemy and mm-hmm. not vessels of pleasure and joy and happiness and peace and calm, which the mm-hmm. food can definitely provide that. And not like in a numbing sense, but like in a really pleasurable fulfillment sense and your body can too. Yeah. I, yeah. Thanks for the perspective. I, I didn't really make a clear link between those two. And I mean, thinking that it can, I mean, it would be so great. I guess it hasn't really been like that for me um, mm-hmm. for a really long time. So um, yeah. yeah. So what, what I recommend here is, um, well, that you do your homework. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but seriously, that you really focus on experiencing pleasure in your body that has nothing to do with a man for right now so that you can get used to it for yourself because trying to practice that with man, like, okay, I'm going to dance with him or I'm going to let him touch my arm or hold my hand or whatever it is. Um, that's just, that's just pretty triggering, right? It's just like, let's just throw you into the ringer. Not necessarily like the best idea, especially when it's a really new concept or new idea for you. So really trying to pull back a little bit and say, okay, I'm just going to allow myself to really experience pleasure. Like, and you can do that even when you go to a yoga class and I, and I've been practicing yoga for over 20 years, well, almost 20 years now. And sometimes when I go, I'm still just, I find myself sometimes like I'm just going through the motions, like, okay, when is Shavasana? That's all I'm really here for. Right. And, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what if I just actually paused? I mean, kept doing the moves, but actually paused my brain and actually was like, okay, well, what does it actually feel like to be in triangle pose? Like, where's the pleasure here? And like, it 
get a huge stretch out of my inner thighs, which feels so good after sitting, you know, after a day of work or doing down dog and feeling my shoulders open up and really like allowing myself to feel that pleasure. So a yoga class is a really great place to do that. Or taking a hot bath if you're into baths. I'm not into baths, but if you are, then that's a really great place to feel pleasure. Um, I really love the idea of going to either Zumba or pole dancing classes or any kind of ecstatic dance um, because that helps you to really get into your body and feel the pleasure of moving your body, which also has a little bit of a sexual element too. It's a little sexualized. And so I think that also helps you. Like if you can feel that comfort in your body, that's kind of like that borderline between sexual pleasure and sensual pleasure, then that's kind of like a halfway point between like, okay, just sensual, completely non-sexual pleasure is on one end. Pleasure with a man is like on the other end, like in the middle is like, you know, doing something like some sort of static dance or pole dancing or even Zumba if, if nothing else is available in your area. Um, Cause it just gets your hips moving and it's like, Oh, it feels good to move my hips. Like it really does. Like I, I suck at dancing. I'm terrible, but like, it feels really good just to move and not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. What I look like or what other people think of me. And that's the kind of energy that you have to have to have a physical relationship with another person because it's going to feel really good when someone kisses you or strokes you or when you have sex um, and anything else in between all of that. Um, but you have to be able to accept or, or to receive it. Mm-hmm. And so you're learning this idea of receiving by doing these um, different kinds of way to give your, yourself pleasure and you're learning this yeah. practice of receiving. It's really hard to do. It's the ultimate, it's the ultimate thing of feminine energy, right? When we're talking about feminine energy, it's not like I'm gonna wear skirts and wear makeup and like that kind of, that has nothing to do with feminine energy. Feminine energy, this is feminine energy, like receiving this and allowing yourself just to be and to flow and not have to have like a plan or um some sort of checklist or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the idea of starting on my own. Like I've done a bit of dancing before, but it was it's very like like African dancing. So it's mm-hmm. very Oh yeah, that's great too. Anything that gets your hips moving. Yeah. yeah. And then I've always been like terrified of dancing with other people. Like it's not really my thing. But I mean this whole thing is making me think I, I guess I'd like to get there at some point where I'm really, you know, um comfortable to yeah. salsa or tango or something, but it's probably like baby steps, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, I think, um, I mean, you can always dance in your own, in your living room and put on like some sort of music, like Latin music, African beats music or something. Um, but you know, I know that I, I know I trust me, you're speaking, (laughs) you're, you're speaking to the choir here. Like I know how intimidating again, like I can't emphasize how much of a crappy dancer that I am. Um, and so you might want to start with Zumba because I do think that actually publicly dancing and like not really caring is, I mean, start with practicing or just dancing in your house, like where no one can see you. Um, but also making that or taking that step to get outside of your house and dance in quote unquote public. I mean, it's still somewhat private when you go to a Zumba class. Um, only because that helps you to get to this place of being seen more and not just hiding. And I mean, really physical and emotional intimacy is into me, I see, right? So it's allowing yourself to be seen 
And the cool thing about Zumba and, and I, and I would say this is true for all of it, for even for pole dancing and for a, a, a static dancing, I guess it depends on the specific class, but Zumba in particular is notorious for attracting people who suck at dancing, but just have a really fun time moving their bodies. And maybe I'm just generalizing, but that was my experience of Zumba and everyone that was in my class that I used to go to when I lived in Dallas, that's what they all said. Like, it's like, I'm a terrible dancer, but it's just so much fun. And, and so, um, working your way up to that, but not allowing it to be like something like this is really far off thing, but something you can start doing in the next few weeks because I think you can get there. It's not as scary as you think it is because everyone looks dumb. Everyone's like <laughs> missing the steps or doing something wrong or whatever. It's just shake your hips. Let me, let me somewhat, you know, where you're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That could be interesting. Okay. So what did you learn today? Mm. Well, yeah, I learned the, um, <clears throat> kind of connection between like food and, and, and body and, and, and touch like that, that whole thing that um, definitely a good uh, gold nugget for me. And um, yeah, like to practice just receiving being in the state of, you know, just experiencing pleasure and on my own and then slowly it'll, have ripple effects probably with um you know at, at a point where i'm not terrified to tango mm -hmm. yeah yeah awesome awesome well good job i think you've got some takeaway steps so again practicing that attachment and having just some dedicated time for daydreaming but just being unattached to whatever comes up in those, in those daydreams, those fantasies. Um, and then in terms of the second part of your question is um, really experience, experimenting with pleasure and really integrating that. I mean, yes, you can do like bigger things like going to the spa, getting a massage, whatever, but also on a more daily basis, like allowing pleasure into your life so that it becomes and feels more natural so that it's easier to receive it from yourself, which will in turn, you know, over time make it easier to receive from other people, especially men that you are attracted to. All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks. That was a brilliant summary. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much to Emmanuel for coming on to the podcast today. And I know I say this probably just about every time that I have a client getting coached on the podcast, but I know how scary and vulnerable it can feel. It feels like that enough just to be coached when it's you and me. And then when everyone else can hear it too, it can just amp that up a good 10x or so. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably on the show, because while I know that you got supported and helped in this question, 
I know that there are countless other women with similar questions or situationships, and it helps them so much to hear you being coached. So thank you. Thank you. And by the way, everyone, Emmanuel was a client inside the Love Incubator, which is my small group coaching program. And you'll be hearing more about that in just a couple of weeks, depending on exactly when you're listening to this podcast episode. The next round of the Love Incubator, which is my small group coaching program, will start in September. So if you're interested in getting more support, more coaching with me inside a amazing, amazing close-knit community of women, so you don't have just me to support you, but also just an incredible group of women, then make sure you keep your ears and eyes out for more information about that coming up, which you'll hear about very, very soon. Okay, so I have two takeaways for you from Emmanuel's call. The first takeaway is actually something that Emmanuel and I briefly talked about after our coaching conversation. So after the recording button went off, uh, she asked a really good question between the dif- uh, asking the difference between being seduced and experiencing pleasure. And I thought that was such a great question because I think a lot of times we might resist pleasure, especially when it comes to anything physical or emotional with a romantic partner or a potential romantic partner, because we feel like we're then giving our power away and the ball is totally in his car, uh, his court, and he gets to call all of the shots. And so I just wanted to, I think there's a very distinct difference between being seduced by someone and experiencing pleasure with someone. So with seduction, it is giving your power away, right? Like you're allowing whatever your boundaries were or whatever your values are or whatever your rules for yourself are or whatever it is, you're, those things are all going out the window and you're giving away your power, you're giving away your pleasure, you're giving away really just yourself in order to maybe please the person or just allow the situation to go the way you think that it ought to go or the way that he thinks it ought to go or whatever it is like that, right? Whereas pleasure is actually owning your power and allowing yourself to feel pleasurable, to feel good, whether it's sexual pleasure or sensual pleasure, it doesn't matter. But pleasure is actually a very powerful place to be because you're really owning you, you're owning your body, you're owning the present moment, you're owning your experience, and you're saying yes this feels good. And it's within in line of whatever your boundaries are for yourself, your rules are for yourself. So that's pleasure. Seduction is giving your power away. And there might be some physical pleasure, right with seduction. And so that's why it can get to be like this awkward, oh, not really sure how to handle it type of situation. So there might be some sort of physical pleasure there, right? But the difference is who has the power? Are you giving away the power to someone else? Or are you keeping the power for yourself, but still allowing yourself to experience whatever the uh, sexual or sensual pleasure that is available in that in that moment. So the second takeaway that I have for you is to add pleasure into your daily routine. Now I talked about this with Emmanuel as well. We talked about dancing. There's a bazillion ways that you can experience pleasure in your daily routine. And this is something that I have to remind myself to do every single day. So I'm not just like preaching at you. I'm mostly telling you this because I need to remind myself to do this every day as well. Because whatever, I don't know if it's because I'm a Capricorn or what, but you turn, I'm like an on switch. You turn the on switch on for, in terms of me getting 
getting work done. I'll just keep going. And then all of a sudden it could be like eight o'clock at night and CB's like, uh, are you going to keep working? Are you going to be done anytime soon? I'm like, oh yeah, I could finish whenever. It's just, I just didn't even think about to stop. Right. And so if that's, if that's you, then it's adding pleasure into your daily routine is so, so, so important. I think for really owning or really owning your, your experience and, and allowing pleasure to come into the body and to practice what it feels like to really own your pleasure and to own that experience in your body. It's also great for infusing that uh, feminine energy that I talked about at the very beginning of the show, which is so important for relationships. And I think just for balance in our own personal lives. So I talked about again, some ideas for pleasure, but a, a few more ideas are really allowing yourself to like savor a cup of coffee or your tea in the mornings, not like while you're scrolling on Instagram or watching the news or whatever, but just sitting on your couch and watching the world go by and drinking a cup of coffee or going on a walk without like a pedometer, like, oh, I need to get 5,000 more steps, but just enjoying like the fresh air on your face and maybe the smell of the trees or the flowers or the fresh cut grass or just listening to the sounds of the birds or um, the wind or whatever, wherever you are and whatever types of uh, sensations are outside your door. Um, it can be sitting down and really enjoying a meal and not watch or uh, eating the meal while you are watching Netflix or scrolling on your phone, just anything that involves the senses, right? So we've got sight, we've got hearing, we've got touch, we've got taste, we've got smell, all of those things. How can you really use and utilize those senses and allow it to just be the thing that you're doing without feeling like you have to produce anything or quote unquote, get stuff done. That is pleasure. And I want you to start doing that, even if it's just for like five minutes every day. One thing that I do, and I know this sounds kind of cheesy or cliche, uh, but one thing that I've started doing is I've started just turning on music on my Spotify or Pandora, and I just dance to the music a little bit. I especially do this before I write an email or do a podcast or before I create new moon intentions. Whenever I just really want to sink in and really connect either with myself or connect with all of you all, then I've got to do something to get out of my head and to really experience pleasure and physical sensations in the body. And so for me, the easiest thing that I can do is just turning on some music for a few minutes. I mean, literally like a few minutes, this does not have to be like an hour, hour, hour after hour type of thing, right? So for a few minutes, I'll just listen to the music and I'll just move my body. And I'm usually I'll just close my eyes. So I'm not like, Oh, do I look stupid? Am I on beat? Because no, I probably am not on beat. And yes, I might look stupid, but I don't really care because it works. So that is my my big challenge for you from this episode. How can you add some pleasure into your daily routine? And speaking of pleasure, I've got a really great way that you can start adding pleasure to your daily routine where I can help you do that. And that is my date yourself challenge. So it is that time of year again, my date yourself challenge is coming up. So if you are not new to me, and you've done it again, or you've done the date yourself challenge before, get excited because another round is coming up. And if you're brand new to me, and you're like, hold up, what's the date yourself challenge? Well, just know that you are in for a real treat. For five days, I will guide you through five different ways you can date yourself. And it's not it is what it sounds like, but it's also not what it sounds like. So I'll help you I'll actually have you do some really uh, some more fun things that add just some pleasure to your life. But then also 
also do a little bit of the deeper work so that you can get unstuck, feel better, feel happier, feel more confident in your own skin and attract someone that you're super excited about. So we're not starting until mid-August. So depending on when you're listening to this episode, that might be in a few weeks. It might be tomorrow. It might have been a couple weeks ago. Uh, But head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge and there you can sign up. It's 100% free. And as always, or I should say, like last time, there will be a private Facebook group just for the challenge, which is, I think, one of the best parts of the challenge is connecting with me and so I can connect with all of you all and then connect, you guys can connect with each other. It's just a really wonderful, fun, fun experience that you will see lots and lots of benefit from in your life and particularly in your love life. So again, the link to sign up for free is veronicagrant.com forward slash date your date yourself challenge. So veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. And I will also put that link in the show notes so that you can grab that. All you have to do, depending on what version of iTunes you have on your phone, just scroll up either on the picture. If you're, if you're listening to this, um, on your iTunes app on your phone and and the links to everything that I mentioned in the show notes will all be there. So you can grab it there or just go to your browser and type in veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. Okay, my dears, I will see you in the challenge, but I will definitely see you before that on a podcast next week with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.